Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 77, January 14, 2019. It was 49 degrees on this day in 1944 and 26 below in 1972. Th- those 70s were terrible. They were freezing. We had to put a rug under the front door. Uh, huh. We're brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I need to clear up some uh, past information. I think it was Kenny. Was it Kenny who was wondering uh, how soon it'll be before uh, it won't make any difference if you have a window seat in the airplane, you'll be able to see it on a, on a screen? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? The uh, Robert uh, writes me, and then I was uh, I saw a video. The Airbus 380 has an external camera that can be viewed from the seat entertainment system screen. Oh. So you watch the plane take off. All right. That's cool. just fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you recall we were talking about the couple, a nurse and a firefighter, I believe, who went on, uh, what's the name of that show where you get uh, Shark uh, Tank? Shark Tank. And they, uh, they, were, they took $3 million for their business. The, yes. The Moki doorstep. Yep. A little step that you put in the B pillar of the car. Uh, Todd writes, longtime listener, infrequent emailer. I was listening to the GL podcast today. This was on January 10, when the topic of the Moki doorstep came up, and I thought I'd chime in. I'm a closures engineer, meaning he works on car doors, hmm. for a major auto manufacturer, and this product has been a topic around the water cooler. You are correct. That portion of the body of a car is called the B-pillar. However, Reavers is 100% correct. The yes. B-pillar and the striker, the U-car uh, body, will definitely feel the effects, and your doors will eventually not close properly or at all. The oh. owner of the idea is right. Shark Tank did overvalue the product. Good luck, fellas. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, Todd Heider, GLer and Gopher alum and automotive engineer. In other Can, words, in other words, when you put that step uh, into the onto the uh, latch of the B pillar and yes. then hoist yourself up to the roof, yep. what he seems to be suggesting is repeated, uh, repeatedly doing that will take its toll on the way the door fits. Stress out or the integrity Can, of the. Mm-hmm. Can you repeat the one line? <laughs> right before that final paragraph, I didn't hear anything. Right. Yeah, the part that said, "What is he? Re- is what is? What right. is he? Re- why is he referring to you as being a hundred percent correct? hundred percent correct about what? Did you make that theory as well? No, no. <laughs> I would just like to hear that again. It, it sounded know, so what, good. In what podcast were you hundred percent correct about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does to me because I don't recall Reavers saying. <laughs> oh, I do. The integrity oh, yeah. of the yeah. door will suffer with repeated reusage. Oh, yeah. Which is what... Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. Uh, remember how I said it looks weird because it's latched on? Right. And it, I did say that. Well, okay. here, here's, I'm with here's, you. here's how we'll leave it. Yeah. Reavers is 100% correct. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. If you're going to get one of these, uh, buyer beware. 
Have a care. This is from a closures engineer. Closures. Are you still in bed with Chevrolet? Can we talk free, uh, freely about Chevrolet now? <laughs> wow. Sure. I have uh, no relationship with Chevrolet at the moment. I would love to have one. Oh, have is you this seen... your truck rant? No, I'm not going on a rant, but oh. I was just wondering your opinion of the new tailgate that uh, evident on the pickup trucks that evidently also turns into a step. Uh, is this the six-way tailgate or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just saw a TV commercial about it. I know nothing about it. It's It just strikes me as another strike against guys like you and I that just just give me a truck mm-hmm. without all the fancy crap. All mm-hmm. I want is a truck. Who would that benefit? Uh, female drivers that might be a little shorter? I, 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 May I continue to uh, please uh, do. get rid of the uh, uh, cleaning off the spindle yeah. just to... In relationship to past shows, Mark Reed writes, I hope, go. This, I hope this beautiful spring finds you and the crew healthy and happy. He's a 21st-er. That's why he refers to this as spring. <laughs> okay. I write today concerning the show's 2019 slogan. While I find it doubtful that we will improve on the 2018 slogan, push back, I nonetheless am throwing out a suggestion. After being a faithful listener and now the uh, to the show and now the podcast, I see how much time is spent on matters of being oppressed by those in the country's tallest buildings. Therefore, I put forth... Fight the salon or possibly rise up or just simply a Chenzo. Nope. If nothing else, I hope my suggestions spur more conversation and further input from your other listeners, offsite correspondent in Iowa. And he concludes with, does anybody really need a good piece of cardboard? I think that's a, a saying that I've had over the years. I love cardboard, and I'm always on the lookout for a good piece of cardboard. Put it right under that, that Triumph to make sure it'll catch all the oil. It, it really it scares me when I find another thing that you and I share. Got to have cardboard. I, I hoard cardboard. Yeah. I, I don't hoard it, but people. I always have my eye out. Oh, look at that. It's I, a nice piece. Uh, as a last resort, I use them as target backs. Uh, you know, I paint. I take a can of paint out and paint a target on it and use it for targets. And the other day, we uh, were noting the editing of some Trump video from his uh, wall speech from the White House. Yes. And uh, I thought it uh, terrifying. I guess I'm a little behind the curb. I've got numerous, numerous emails from people saying, oh, wake up, fella. This has been happening already. It's been happening a long time. Here's one that says, you are wise to worry about the editing of the Trump footage. A few years ago in one of my college classes, the professor was talking about how in the future uh, footage of candidates could be edited to to appeal to different people in different areas. Have a message going out to a predominantly black community, change the tint of the candidate to have them appear to be a darker skin tone. In the South, after their voice, alter their voice to sound more like the locals. We're already seeing Hillary do it, referring to her love of hot sauce. And that's just the beginning. In the future, a candidate could record one message and edit it 10 different ways to have it 10 different markets. If the candidates are doing it now to make themselves look better, it's only a matter of time before the likes of CNN and MSNBC jump on the bandwagon to make a conservative look worse. Good luck, Andrew from Rochester. And, uh, Uh, On the last show, Joe discussed the manipulated Trump speech video and wondered if we were going to live in a state where we had to constantly fear that this was happening. A radio show I listen to frequently, Radio Lab, uh, produced somewhere in Liberal Lakes, explored this topic a year or so ago and cited several sources where fake news videos have been passed off as successful. To prove their point, they worked with some leading experts in the existing technology and produced a video of President Obama. It's pretty spooky how real it looks. And he linked me to the YouTube uh, presentation of that, and I watched it, uh, but I didn't think it was that good. I think anyone uh, half awake would have uh, recognized that uh, that was an altered video of Obama. You, you could see the edits. You could see that the words weren't matching his Oh, the mouth, mouth. didn't. Oh, okay. yeah. it was okay. that bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
But in other words, it's up there. Now back to Jamie Kloss. Uh, maybe we'll learn today at 3 o'clock when this Patterson creep has a court appearance. Maybe because we still don't know right. anything. Right. We don't know why he picked that house and her. And over the weekend, reports of him not cooperating were the norm, correct? So I don't know if he's spilled the beans, so to speak. Well, she seems to be recovering this, well with relatives, though. The recovery, are, uh, she got out on Thursday, right? And then you had the Sheriff Chris on on Friday? Yep. Uh, am I the only one that cried on Thursday? I cried like a little girl. Oh, I had goosebumps. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. It was just so emotional. My God. And then I saw Beth on TV, uh, McDonough on, on The Five, and she was crying. Yeah, right. And it's like, wow, this, this truly is a miracle. Well, listen to this email from Lex. I believe I, I have as much fascination as you on the Jamie Kloss case. A few things that are interesting to me. First, the shooting in of the door and the use of a shotgun. I believe these are significant. One, it's showing a rage. Coming up to a house and shooting a door makes me believe Patterson had the idea he was saving her or rescuing her. I would say like a taxi driver syndrome from the movie. Also, the police kept the use of the shotgun from the public in the shooting of the door. Why? I would be curious as well if he wasn't in the house before or spying on the house to understand the layout. Or if Jamie noticed anything missing from the house, like articles of clothing. Uh, as it was said in the news conference, Patterson went to a certain level to remove himself from social media and shaving his head to not leave evidence at the site. This is obviously showing months of planning. A side note, the police could tell us uh, that that at the first news conference, but could not tell us how Jamie escaped. How did they learn about the social media so quickly? As you say, you need 48 to 72 hours to start to understand certain stories. This is going to take a lot longer. I have many thoughts and questions on this, and I could go on and on. Uh, good luck, Lex Hughes. Uh, I still have to believe that somehow Patterson knew this young woman. Maybe maybe she didn't know that he knew her, but he had to have been aware. Otherwise, what you're being asked to believe is that on the night of, on the wee hours of October 15th, a guy from a town 60 miles away was just driving around aimlessly, stopped at this right. house, and went and shot the door open and killed the parents and took the girl. I don't I don't believe that. And I don't either. And I, I'm wondering, is they, they mentioned the social media presence. Is the Are the police not revealing that in some way to try to protect Jamie? I have no idea. They actually are uh, releasing uh, a criminal complaint uh, as we record this mm-hmm. in about 20 minutes. Yep. 12 pages, so hopefully that will have more info on what we're talking about, about how all this will, came about. Will you have access to it? I, I won't have access to the complaint, but I'm certain reporters will be tweeting everything about it, so we'll certainly have info. Yeah, because that's what America, that's what the world needs to know. How did Patterson get fixated on mm-hmm. Jamie Kloss? That's, that's really what we don't right. know. Is yeah. Beth still working the story? Maybe we should put a call into her uh, here really quick. We had her on Friday as I'll well. I'll send her an email. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's pretty good about. Coming well, we out only here. we only want her on. God love her. Well, I'm not dismissing her. No, if we only want her on if she can tell us right. how he came to be fixated on Jamie Kloss. Yeah, got it. And and now I'm beginning to think more and more that apparently it's quite possible, according to her grandfather and her aunt, and maybe even what she's told police if they've talked to her, 
Maybe it's true that she didn't know him. But he had to know her. Man, that's really... And had to know where she lived. Right? I see no other way to look at it. It's pretty covert to uh, track a 13-year-old that doesn't have employment. It's not like she's working at the McDonald's where you really have to know something about her prior to. And that would be the key, even if there is a Facebook page or a fake Facebook page. She wasn't working at McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so he didn't have access to to watch her, find her at a McDonald's and start stalking her because she wasn't out working somewhere. Yeah, well, again, we, we might as well be quiet because we have nothing to contribute. We have nothing to offer. We're like everyone else. We're waiting to discover how this miserable young fool, uh, well, there's evil in the world. That That's the other way to look at it. Evil just struck whimsically, arbitrarily. Right. I don't believe that. I believe there's evil, but I believe this was planned and he knew her, even though she might not have known him. Right? Hmm. All right. Thank you very, very much. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Charette. Here's something that I wish would happen more often, but it's a case of pushing back. The Freedom From Religion Foundation. That's uh, Annie Gaylor's uh, 1959 uh, Pontiac Hearst down in Madison. <laughs> you, right. need, you need a foundation for that, huh? Oh, yeah, I got to You can't just be like us and just not go? No. Well, speak <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation has earned its reputation as a notorious gang of atheists, agnostics, and free thinkers uh, waging a wicked campaign against Christian symbols in public pro- on public property. Oh, of course. Uh, the Wisconsin-based group is especially fond of preying on small-town America where many communities cannot afford to fight back against their baseless legal threats. And they are baseless. But the Freedom From Religion Foundation may be having second thoughts about their latest targets because the folks in Camden County, Missouri— are going to fight back. you got to fight back. How? Last November, the Freedom From Religion Foundation raced their, uh, the 59 uh, Pontiac uh, Ambulance Hearst down there. They sent a letter to the county clerk demanding that a painting depicting the Ground Zero Cross be removed from a hallway. Wow. Mm-hmm. In September of 2001, rescue workers... Uh, of course, discovered two steel beams in the rubble of the Twin Towers that resembled a 17-foot-tall cross. The image brought hope and comfort to many Americans during those days. But the uh, Annie Gaylor's outfit said Camden County September 11th memorial violates the Establishment Clause of the Constitution. No, it doesn't. And you got to push back against these morons. Right. There is no... There is no Establishment of religion. I don't by know how the I don't know how the Constitution got so uh, distorted when it comes to this question. What the Constitution says is Congress shall make no law establishing a state religion. In right. essence, that's but is there anything all, in the Constitution where you can't hang a picture of the of the two steel beams from the Trade Center in your hallway? I've read it, but I've never seen that's that. That's not in it's there. not in there. No. Well, isn't the right to do so protected by the Bill of Rights? You would think so. But you got to push back against these creeps. Uh, attorney Colin McNamara said the cross is draped in cloth, similar to crosses displayed at Easter, and a reasonable observer would view the displays in your office as an endorsement of religion, and they are accordingly oh. unconstitutional. 
Regardless, local residents packed the courthouse last Tuesday to demand their elected leaders stand up to these out-of-town bullies. Yes! Here it is, Joe. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religious uh, of, of religion, excuse me, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof yeah, or I don't abridging know. the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble. I don't know how it got so distorted that these fools like uh, Annie Gaylor and her Mary Band uh, keep getting away with going into small towns, threatening them, and, and as we have seen, the, the small towns back off because they can't afford a lawsuit. This, in this case, they're not going to Why would a off. lawyer take that? Um, well, we know why, to make the money. Right. Uh, even if a federal judge should say we are wrong, even if a federal judge should say that we should remove it, the sheriff of this county and the people of this county should ensure that the painting is never removed, no matter what a judge tells us, local resident Ike Skelton told county commissioners. A second painting that raised the ire of the out-of-town atheists has already been relocated to a private area of the courthouse. That painting included a New Testament Bible verse, greater love hath no man than this, that one would lay down their life for another. Many that's you should that's evil to say that. You should Yeah, that really that's really disturbs that's me. Terrible. Right? That's I'm just thinking terrible. eat my lunch now. Many residents in the standing room only crowd offered to help pay the county's legal bill, bills in the event of a lawsuit. They want to warn you that it's going to cost money and they hope you bow, Stacy Shore said in remarks reported uh, by the uh, New Lake Expo newspaper. Don't operate from a place of fear. We're counting on you. If God be for you, we can be against you. What? I don't know what that meant. Hmm? Uh, in 2014, for you. If 20, in 2014, a federal appeals court ruled that the inclusion of the actual 9-11 memorial cross does not violate the Establishment Clause of the Constitution. Of course it doesn't. The court stated in American Atheist Inc. versus Port Authority of New York and New Jersey that the 9-11 memorial stands as a symbol of hope and healing. Uh, First Liberty Institute, one of the nation's top law firms handling religious liberty cases, sent a letter to county leaders urging them to ignore the rantings of the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Everybody in the country has to. No one in Camden County, Missouri, is attempting to establish a state religion but with a picture of of a September 11, 2001 memorial. No one is attempting to do that. Send these People. You know, it's a, it's a podcast. I can say what I no, want. I, like, no, no, I can say what I want. Let's not start, no. Which is the biggest sure. the yeah. biggest question we get when they realize we're only doing a Can you guys swear? Yeah, we can, but we, we're not we going choose to. Not to. Not well, yeah, Joe, you can. I can choose to edit choose. it out. That's true. <laughs> you just choose. You can do it. You right. just choose not to. Give me satellite. Nope. I can't. Why? <laughs> not That's music. Uh, elevator music. That's a licensed. Are you? Nope. That's, uh, what's his name? What's speaking his name? Of that, it's the girl from Epa Nima. Yeah. Speaking this of that, I found a way around this whole uh, I don't know if you're going to like playing, this, Joe. Playing music. <laughs> We're all just going to sing the bumper music. Why couldn't we? Yeah. We could. It's the end of the world no, no. as we We're know gonna it. We're going to start with that Beatles song that don't John worry. was talking about over the weekend. <laughs> you never give me your money. We'll just turn Joe's mic off like he was in the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of your... Well, we're getting sidetracked. Uh-huh. <laughs> bananas? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and sure. I can make a direct link between the bananas and the Foo Fighters. How do you well, like that? Yeah, I know you can. The we both have a guitar. Hands. The laying on of hands extends now all the way to the creation of the Foo Fighters. You think you think oh. girls walking around every day and going, 
Oh, thank God the bananas existed when they <laughs> what did. Do they, did they break he, up? Is he going to like like Grohl likes to pay respect yeah. respect his respect to the people that uh, hey, that he, inspired him? You know, he's had Bob Mold hey, on. He calls me all the time. Yeah, right. yeah. Such, please, please come yeah. on stage with us. I say, Dave, don't worry about it. <laughs> Isn't it his birthday today? Although yes, although the 50. courthouse is a government building and workplace government employee employers nevertheless cannot engage in religious discrimination by permitting certain employee viewpoints to be expressed, but not other, but not other purely because the disfavored uh, viewpoints contain religious elements. This was pointed out. Uh, in other words, they're they're fighting back down there in Camden County, and for that we well, should be thankful. I don't understand. The First Amendment says they cannot prohibit the free exercise of religion. Well, if you'd ever listened to the show over the years, you'd realize <laughs> you'd realize, Kenny, yeah. you'd realize yeah. that this has come up uh, routinely for the past fifteen years. And really, what it is, it's just an assault on Western civilization. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the Constitution, and these. Words I can't say in Madison. They 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 turn on the bubble, the red light going. They hit the siren. Single cherry. They pop into that fifty nine ambulance hearse and they head off to the next small town and bully them and bully them. And here they've met their match, and that's that's what has to happen. That is pushing back. You never give me your money. Oh God. You only give me your funny paper. And in the middle of negotiations, you break down. Yes? How about, um... And let's just stick with... The Heights. I liked it, Kenny. (laughs) I was impressed. You know... The reason we did that song is because you sent a tweet out, just an arbitrary tweet over yeah. the weekend, mentioning that song. I had a nightmare in the middle of the night, woke up, saw that tweet, <laughs> put that song on, and that short little song is like three different songs oh, in one. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. absolutely it's, genius. I agree. Why don't you tell listeners what you are so privately discussing? That song, You Never Give Me you Your Money. Me. You weren't on the air when you were singing. Yes, I was. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah, Joe, I was. I Isn't happened, that from the Abbey Road album? It yes. is, and that's. I happened to uh, pick up a vinyl, uh, new vinyl copy, 180 gram, blah, 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 of Abbey Road. Don't say blah, I said blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to it Saturday, and I just was listening and going, this is such a fabulous song. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't listened to it in a long time. And that whole album is good. And it really bugs me that Lennon hated the second side. Yeah. Th- that he didn't like all of the medley yeah. stuff. And and I really, really he, love it. He, knowing Lennon, he probably loved it, but he just said he hated it. Did anybody see the 60-minute segment on Paul McCartney? I did not. Uh, I did, uh, courtesy of our chief offside correspondent, Kelsey. Uh, it was an interview with McCartney. And in his own studio, he's got the neatest stuff. He's got the... Uh, the drumhead cover, you know, it says the Beatles oh, cool. from the original oh, drumhead cover wow. was on Ringo's, and he's got the uh, he's got whatever he hit to make the uh, the noises in Penny Lane, you know, where he has to yeah. Yeah. get the, uh, the the bell the or bell whatever. or whatever, yep. and mm-hmm. he's just got all these toys and gimmicks and cool. fun stuff, and wow. here's John Hyde. Why wouldn't Ringo have the 
the jo- drum uh, George, probably gave it to George all. Martin, though, a, a genius. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Most genius. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we get to the news, I just noticed uh, he was one of my first sports heroes. Mel Stottlemyre has died at the age oh. of 77. When I was That's seven. That's all eight. the older he was? Yeah, 77. Was he, he still working, Johnny? Uh, he wasn't. He had suffered from cancer, I remember, way back even when yeah. he was pitching coach for the Mets. He was a and, Yankees pitcher. Yes, and that's why uh, when I was about seven or eight, he was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mel Stottlemyre dead at 77. But he was Torrey's longtime pitching coach, wasn't he? Uh, he Yes. He, okay. The Mets, he, uh, he coached for, he also coached for the Yankees, and uh, his son, Todd. Uh, Todd, was a pitcher in the major leagues and now is a pitching coach mm-hmm. for someone else in the major leagues also. In news, Duluth police said an officer involved shooting occurred at a home on West Skyline Parkway in Observation Road Sunday night. Officers responded to a report of a domestic assault with a weapon. When law enforcement got there, they developed a probable cause for a felony-level domestic assault. Officers located a man in the home and tried to negotiate with him for his arrest. After about an hour of negotiations, the suspect fired at officers and hit one officer. Police said canine dog Haas was killed in the exchange of gunfire. An officer returned fire. Once police gained access to the room where the man was located, they found him deceased. The injured officer suffered injuries not life-threatening, released from the hospital. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension will be conducting the investigation. The only thing I didn't get from that story, and and I Mm -hmm. have read it, it it was a self-inflicted. Uh, that I haven't that's what seen, I assume. That, that's what I assume. Yeah, that they because they, said that. yeah, they didn't say that. I'm assuming it was self-inflicted. President Donald Trump denied Monday he ever worked for Russia, answering a question he declined to directly address over the weekend. Speaking from the South Lawn before defar- uh, departing, excuse me. Wow, that was, <laughs> probably did that, that too, was, yeah. but a little bit before. Do, do, you know, do the defarting in the back room. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you don't do this job every day, it's hard to. Talk. Take and go back. over there with that defarting. <laughs> I don't know why it would be difficult to talk, John. I, it's I a human uh, reading trait. It's a reading to be able thing. To speak. It's take, a, take six months off. Right. And see how it's it a rhythm thing, you. Joe. It's, you know, you got to read the news. Yeah. It's a rhythm right. thing. Here's what's going on in my head. Da 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 da. I'm so happy. Da da da. <laughs> it is great to unplug, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't know. It's yeah. yeah. Even just a couple days. Yeah. Kind of nice. I agree with Chris in that. Uh, sometimes I don't have time during my days off from here. I'm doing other things, and I don't know what's going on, so I have it's to catch nice, up. Which is nice. Well, then let's continue. Well, speaking from the South Lawn before departing the White House for New Orleans, the president called former FBI and Justice Department officials known scoundrels and dirty cops. Was, <laughs> known scoundrels. He was reacting to a New York Times report that law enforcement officials began investigating in 2017 whether the president had been working on behalf of Russia against U.S. interests. I never worked for Russia, he told reporters. Uh, over the weekend, he did not directly answer the question in a Saturday Fox News interview. The president also went on to assert that no president has taken a harder stance against Russia than he has. He said, if you ask the folks in Russia, I've been tougher on Russia than anybody else. Any other... Uh, we don't know that. Probably any other president period, but certainly the last three I was fascinated by the language he chose. He said, it's a big, fat hoax. Big, fat and, hoax. and for some reason, I'm reading a lot into that, those choices of words. He doth protest too much? No, no, big, fat. It's, a, it's something an eight-year-old would say. That's a big, fat <laughs> hoax. Big, fat hoax. I, I'm hearing him... I'm seeing him hearing that from from a parent, maybe or mm-hmm. something. I, I'm. Uh, it's too much. It's a it's a hoax. It's the, a big hoax. A big fat hoax. Big there, fat. There, there's something that's 
telling about that. I can't put my finger on it's it. It's a, a, like a, a but defense mechanism I don't know. in some way? He's prone to hyperbole. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the way he talks. Mm-hmm. But there was something hurtful, childish about it. I don't know. Never mind. I'm reading too much into it probably. I have to laugh, though, every time he says crying Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, for those of you not on Twitter, Joe, yeah. that would be uh, – well, 40 or so tweets over the past three days. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tweets from the president. One of them, uh, he's taking some uh, heat for. Which uh, one? It involved, well, I, there, he was taking heat for more than one, but the one that he's taking the most heat for uh, was the one about, uh, if, did you see Elizabeth Warren's very silly video where she was drinking a beer? Yes. Uh, uh, he uh, tweeted, he said the video would have been a smash if she had filmed it in big horn or wounded knee, mm-hmm. a reference to her alleged Native American heritage, suggested that Warren's husband, who appears in the video, should have worn full Indian garb. Mm-hmm. They also renewed the use of racially charged nickname for Warren, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump's wounded knee reference is what's causing the controversy. Uh, that's the area in South Dakota where U.S. cavalry troops yeah. massacred more than 100 Native American men, women, and children in the late 19th century. Uh, killings have become a symbol of brutality. Uh, suffered by Native Americans under European Americans. Rook, any thoughts? Nope. That was well, a really bad one. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let, let, it, boy. let it go, kid. Yeah. The, uh, but I mean, Pocahontas was cool. I mean, yeah, Pocahontas. She's a, she's a badass. She yeah. was a hero. She yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. But he obviously didn't mean it as a compliment. Though. Right. No. Uh, she's Well, she is what? One, 1,024th well, Native she, American, it's right? silly. Uh, call her Tonto or something. No, I wouldn't do that. That would either. be worse, yeah. <laughs> well, did the act Jay Silverheels played Tonto? Yes, he did. Was he a Native American? I, Jay have, I have no idea. All right. I have That's no idea. not really important, is it? It's not. No. Uh, Joe, this story's for you because I know you talk about this every year. Mm-hmm. The icy winds whistling off the Great Lakes will take temperatures to well below freezing in Detroit this week. Oh, yeah. You know what's in Detroit this week, right? Once again, the auto show is coming on, <coughs> coming on without me. The North American <laughs> International Auto Show, arguably the world's most famous car show, opens today. Uh, but what makes this one unique? Mm-hmm. This is the last year really, that heavily dressed car fans will have to do it in winter. When are they going to do it? They're going to do it starting in 2020 in June. Oh, it's more like it. The plan is to show the city at its best next year mm-hmm. and allow manufacturers to demonstrate when their... is detroit at its best <laughs> believe me it's better in june than it is in january that's true yeah. demonstrate about new... 60 years ago chris <laughs> new cars and technology it might seem like an obvious move but some in the city fear the shift could kill an event that pumps about 480 million dollars into the region filling hotels and restaurants with car fans corporate accounts and journalists and the post-holiday lull and giving the still troubled city a much-needed boost after bouncing back from near collapse, automakers are also reevaluating how much money they spend at auto shows. In fact, a lot of the European car makers aren't uh, showing up this year at this car show. That includes Audi, Land Rover, Mercedes Benz, and many. They all dropped out of Detroit. Uh, $127 billion wiped off the value of car companies last year. Sales held up in the U.S., but few are expecting that trend to hold in the upcoming two years. Last November, GM announced it was shedding 14,700 jobs and closing plants as it deals with slowing sales of sedans. Interest rates are rising in the U.S. New car sales are expected to decline. Price of a new car, average, $35,957. Wow. Uh, and there's also the trade wars. President Trump and China 
In particular, they've rattled auto executives and their shareholders, and steel tariffs have increased manufacturers' costs. That's why they're expecting a downturn in the auto. I have a serious industry. question. Uh, yes. When when this when the auto shows or what when they're on tour is it like with the Beatles or whoever goes on tour it's the same show in, in each city or is it different for every town it's 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 at there's different levels of shows gotcha there's, there's your top drawer show Detroit Chicago L A then there's a B level I think we're about a B level show in Minneapolis and there's probably even a C level but show. it's just next year's models mm-hmm. and. Cars they have in development, maybe for Ford. Ford manages to steal the show every year in Detroit uh, with either a bullet Mustang from Steve McQueen, you know, or uh, this year seven hundred horsepower Mustang GT. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I ask, when I was in Phoenix back in November, mm-hmm. they were base they were handing out free tickets just to get people to come inside to to what to the to the auto show. I thought you were. Uh, I thought that was one of the auctions down. They figure it was out the Barrett-Jackson deal. What does that, that mean? That isn't an auto show. That's oh, a total different deal. I'm sorry. They figure out how to make those tanks go around a corner yet, Joe? I don't know. I'm not a, I don't, I, I don't like how big these muscle cars have become. I, I love they the are. horsepower, but I, I mean. Too, but they're too wide. They're they, too high-waisted. They're too they, brawny. Yeah, do they handle? What yeah, horsepower no made them too powerful? I mean, what was a good horsepower for some of those smaller, older ones oh, that were still? No, you can never be too powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm driving stuff that's 65 horsepower. It, it's the handling. Yeah. You know, and you can have poor handling in anything. Mm-hmm. Jay Silverheels was born uh, Harold Preston Smith on the Six Nations of the Grand River. He was a Mohawk. He was a grandson of Mohawk Chief A.G. Smith and Mary Wedge. Wonderful. That's not a very good name for Chief, A.G. Smith. <laughs> well, and uh, his partner at the time of death, it looks like uh, it was uh, Edna Lickers. Hmm. So. Spelled, as a, uh, spelled as a beverage? Spelled as... Uh, L-I-C-K-E-R-S? Sure. You Conventionally spelled. <laughs> like a clan of liquors? <laughs> what did your ancestors do? Uh, oh. They fell into that liquor family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, for, okay. Yep. No, I no gotta problem. finish his That's the yeah, only reason up. he brought up that Follow Wikipedia up. page. Let's go here. Yeah, my <laughs> grandma reason. was happy. My grandpa kind of grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I hate to follow such frivolity. No, with, don't. With this, but a charter member of the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame and the leader of one of the Twin Cities' most popular bands ever is Willie. Died. Yep. Willie Murphy. We lost him Sunday morning at the age of seventy-five. Do we know from what? Uh, he'd been fighting various health problems. He had okay. three or four different things that were uh, were problems. A charter member of the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame alongside Prince and Bob Dylan. Murphy cut his feet on the north side of Minneapolis where he grew up, playing with mostly African-American R&B bands in the early 1960s. From there, he joined the folksier West Bank scene, briefly flirted with national fame in California in the late 60s before he settled back into Minneapolis to form Willie and the Bumblebees, later just known as Willie and the Bees, would become one of the Twin Cities' preeminent club acts of the 70s and early 80s with a blend of R&B, funk, blues, and rock. Longtime running buddy Spider John Kerner, who paid Murphy a visit just after Thanksgiving, said he had been fighting through his illnesses in recent months, but it just amounted to too much. Kerner also said he had been fighting depression. It was the cult-loved 1969 Kerner-Murphy collaborative album Running, Jumping, Standing Still that led to Murphy producing Bonnie Raitt's first album back in 1971. While the acoustic trio Kerner, Ray, and Glover would be the best known of Minneapolis blues and folk-picking West Bank scene makers of the 60s, signing to Elektra Records and influencing Dylan and the Beatles, Kerner said Murphy was the one who really blew the lid off of what was possible. Willie Murphy was 75 years old. Well, Godspeed, Willie. Saw Willie and the Bees in, like, 1977. They were mm-hmm. uh, opening for 
Santana and the Marshall Tucker Band in an outdoor concert here. They were wonderful. I, I moved not... into the town uh, around 84, and Willie was playing seven nights a week. That oh. man was mm-hmm. a hard wow. worker. Huh. Yep. I'm going to break down the future of life uh, near the country's tallest buildings in just a moment. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. You get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight.